Misfits Audio welcomes you to Strange Stories, an audio anthology series of odd and unusual tales that can take place anywhere and anywhen. Sit back, open your ears, be comfortable, and let your imagination take flight. Remember, it's only as real as your mind makes it. Have you ever visited Fitz's Bar and Grill in New York City? The owner, Sean Fitzgerald, is a big, amiable lug in his mid-fifties who tends bar some afternoons. Though his body is showing signs of age, he still has a full head of curly white hair. He's lost a lot of his brogue, but it's noticeable sometimes, particularly when he's tired. He runs what he likes to call a respectable place. Fitz's is clean, pleasant, and friendly. Sean has a steady stream of regular patrons, and his shepherd's pie is not to be missed. It was shortly after lunchtime when Sean saw the strange little man stagger into the bar. He looked to be in his late thirties. He had a crown of black hair on his head and he had attempted to cover up his bald area by combing some of his existing hair over it. He hadn't shaved in a day or two, and his eyes looked glassy. He wore a nice suit, but it was wrinkled and dirty, like he had slept in it. He looked around the bar nervously. He had a confused look on his face, and he rubbed his eyes a few times. Sean walked out from behind the bar and approached his visitor. May I help you, sir? Excuse me? I asked if I could help you. Who are you? The name's Sean Fitzgerald. This is my bar. I see. Can I get you a drink, Mr... Uh... Oh, I'm... I'm sorry. Matthew Wilson. I'm pleased to know you. May I call you Matt? Yeah, sure. Everyone here calls me Sean. Why don't you come over to the bar for that drink? Thanks anyway, Sean, but I don't drink. Uh, how about a soda pop, then? Uh, some water, maybe? Water would be good. Coming right up. There you are. One water. Thanks. <coughs> are you all right? I'm okay. I was really thirsty. Would you like some more? We've got plenty of water. Please. Here. You seem lost, Matt, if you don't mind me saying. You could say that. I guess I'm kind of confused. About what? This place. All these people. Oh, there's no need to be confused about my bar or my regulars. They're all good, honest folk. It's not that. I'm not following you, then. I've got nothing against your bar or your patrons. It's simply that they shouldn't 
be here. No? Why is that, my boy? Because they're dead. They were all killed yesterday when the city was destroyed. If you've ever been told a joke, and who hasn't, you've probably heard at least one that began with the line, this guy walks into a bar. However, what's going on at Fitz's is no laughing matter. Matt Wilson's confusion stems from the fact that the bar is standing and all the patrons are very much alive. Why does he believe all these people should be dead? What does he think happened to them yesterday that now apparently has been reversed? We'll learn Matt's story in This Guy Walks Into a Bar. What is this you're saying? My customers aren't really alive? This is why I'm confused. The city was destroyed yesterday. Every person in it was killed. Every building was leveled. I hate to disagree with any man, Matt. But this bar is real. Solid. I inherited it from my pop, and I plan on leaving it to my son when I go to my reward. You can see my regulars eating, drinking, and talking. They're all very much alive. I can see that, but I know the city was destroyed. Well, the facts don't back up your story. I know what I saw. What happened? Terrorism? Some type of accident? What? The Althusians did it. The who? The Althusians. I don't believe I've ever heard of them. I'm not surprised. I never had either. They're an alien race that arrived on Earth yesterday. You don't say. You think I'm nuts, don't you? It's not my place to think that, my boy. Remember, judge not lest you be judged. I make it a habit to offer no opinion until I've heard all the facts in a case. So, continue. Uh, You were talking about the aliens. Right, the Althusians. They arrived here in more than a dozen huge ships. They parked over many of the major cities, New York, Washington, London, Paris. The ships blotted out the sun like an eclipse. Then the one called Mebla made the announcement. It came over every radio and TV speaker. People of Earth, my name is Mebla. I am the Praetor of the Althusian Empire. The ships you now see above your cities are but a tiny fraction of our space fleet. I warn you that each vessel is heavily armed. We can be a benevolent race. We have come here to inform you of our Empire's decision on the fate of your world. Beginning with this day, you will serve us. We are now the masters of your race. We will be taking over your planet. No dissension will be tolerated. We do not wish to cause any harm to our new world or to our servants. I can't imagine that went over well with the big boys. No, it didn't. Eventually, the government of the U.S. and some other nations launched missile strikes on the ships. The missiles caused no damage, not so much as a scratch. That's not possible. I saw it. Mebla made another announcement after the attacks. It is regrettable that despite our warning, you have attempted to defy us. The fate of the inhabitants of your world is now certain. Your servitude will not be unpleasant. We are powerful. 
but we can also be benevolent. Unfortunately, because of your aggression, a demonstration of our superiority is now in order. It was then that the ship over the city fired its heat blast. Buildings crumbled into rubble. People fell to the street, their skin bubbling until they died. It was horrible. What did you do? I wandered the streets for some time. I found no life of any kind, not so much as a bird. I guess I finally collapsed, exhausted. Why were you spared the effects of the weapon? I have no idea. I've been trying to figure that out. It also seems that no one else remembers what happened yesterday but me. I know that I don't. I've read the papers, I've had the TV on all day. Yesterday, too. There's been no mention of anything. I can't understand it. It's like nothing ever happened. I don't know how you put all these pieces back together again, how you bring all the dead back to life. Maybe no one had to. What do you mean, Sean? Isn't it possible that you imagined it all? Don't you think I thought of that? That was the first thing that came to mind, but why would I do that? What would be the cause? I wish I had some answers for you, my boy. What happened to the spaceship? I don't know. They, they seem to have gone away. Now that you've heard my story, Sean, what do you think? Well... You said that you needed to know all the facts before you made a decision. I did say that, didn't I? Well, quite frankly, it's tough to believe. You're telling me. There's no proof. Everything seems normal. The bar is fine, we're both fine, and so are my customers. No one else we know of remembers what you do. Could it all have been a bad dream? I've wondered that, but I don't think so. If it were a dream, I've never had one so vivid. Also, I mean, look at me. Uh-huh. Look at this suit. Feel it. Nice material. I only buy the best. I'm very particular about my appearance. I wouldn't leave the house like this, unshaven and in a wrinkled suit. Something must have happened which made me look like this. Uh, at first I thought that uh, maybe you had simply tied one on. I haven't had a drop of the stuff in years. I don't drink anymore. So you said. And I don't do drugs either. Good for you. Sean, what do you remember about today? What do you mean? Do you remember the whole day? Yeah. When did you wake up? At 6.30, like I always do. What did you have for breakfast? What's this about? Could you please humor me? What was your day like before we met? Well, let's see. Like I said, I got out of bed and cleaned up. My Nancy made me a wonderful breakfast. Bacon and eggs. Delicious. And then? Uh, I opened up at 10 and you came in a little afternoon. There was nothing special. I was afraid of that. Why? If you can remember the day in such detail, it makes my story seem less plausible. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. No, don't be sorry. You've been very helpful. I guess what I really needed was someone to talk to. Never let it be said that Sean Fitzgerald didn't help a man in need. Uh, do you live close by? 
Yeah, pretty close. My advice would be a hot shower and a nice nap. You'll feel much better afterwards. <laughs> I think you're right. Oh no. What's wrong? What day is it? Tuesday. Oh, I'm supposed to be at work. Mr. Marx isn't gonna be happy. What do you do for a living? I'm an advertising executive with Marx and Weber. Or, I was. I was supposed to be there, jeez, nearly four hours ago. Oh dear. I've probably been fired by now. You'd better call. What can I say? Yeah, that is a toughie. Uh, I guess you'd better be sick. I suppose so. Uh, how about uh, your fever just broke and you realized the time? I don't know if Mr. Marx would believe that. He's pretty sharp. <laughs> You're in advertising. It depends on how well you sell the story. You're right. My cell phone still works. I guess that's another sign that I imagined all this. It's a good sign. Why don't you call for my office? You don't want the boss hearing the sounds of my bar in the background. We were getting worried about you, Wilson. <coughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Marks. I must have caught something at the office. You know how that happens. Bill Drake was uh, ill last week. Maybe I got it from him, sir? I must have had a fever all night. I just woke up. I slept right through the alarm. I'm covered in sweat. Well, that, that's too bad. I hope the bug is gone for good. I'm feeling better. I think I'm going to take a quick shower and try to get some rest. Well, that's probably the best thing for you. I should be fine for tomorrow. I hope so. You do remember that we have that uh, meeting with the people from Shaw's Suits at uh, 10 o'clock. Don't worry, Mr. Marks. I haven't forgotten. My files are all set. I'll be there. Good, good. You know, we're counting on your savvy to take this account from Muir and Malloy. I'll do my absolute best, sir. I'll see you at the meeting, if not before. Feel better, Wilson. Thank you. I will. Goodbye, Mr. Marks. Well? He bought it. Good for you. You were right. It all depends on how you sell it. I should have realized that after all my years in the business. I'm glad it worked. Now, you head home and get some rest. It'll do you a world of good. Thank you, Sean. For everything. You're welcome, my boy. Think nothing of it. Uh, can I get you some chicken soup for later? My Nancy makes it from scratch. It'll be good for what ails you. Thank you. It sounds delicious. There you are. You warm that up for dinner. You love it. I have to warn you, you'll be wanting more when it's gone. <laughs> well, I know where to get more. That you do. What do I owe you? It's on the house. With all you've done for me, I couldn't possibly Nancy let... Nancy and I insist. I'll tell you what, when you're feeling better, you stop in for lunch or dinner. Bring some friends along. But I'll pay for it then. You've got a deal. It'll be nice to see you again, and it'll be good to gain a new customer.
I let out a scream as I opened the door and saw the alien on the other side. Though I'd never seen one, I had only heard the announcement. It had to be an Althusian. The alien was very tall, probably seven feet. It wore a long white robe that scraped the bar's floor. No limbs protruded from beneath the garment. A triangular head rested on a very short neck. The alien's head was covered by some sort of helmet, leaving only the face visible. Two glowing triangular eyes, no nose, and a mouth curled back to show sharp fangs. In my fright, I dropped the soup to the floor. Sean! It's here! An Althusian! Sean! Sean! He's... He's not moving. No, no one... No one's moving. What have you done to them? They are unharmed. I have merely frozen them in time. They will be alright when I choose to release them. It's you. Mebla. I recognize your voice from the announcements. I am Mebla, Praetor of the Althusian Empire. And you are Matthew Wilson. You... You know me? We do. Then it all really happened. The, the ships, the, the buildings, everything? It happened. But everything is fine now, back to normal. How's that possible? Because we wished it. I mentioned our benevolence in my announcements to your race. We took away and we gave back. Such things are in our power. You can control life and death? With ease. Why was I spared? You were not. I wasn't? No. You died like everyone else. But I remember everything. I remember walking the ruined streets. I remember the people lying dead. That is because we resurrected you before anyone else. Why? We need your help. You... Need... me? Yes. Do not attempt to run, Mr. Wilson. I can easily cause your death a second time. How do you know what I was thinking? The human mind is fairly easy to read. It is rather juvenile compared to the Althusian brain. Mind reading is mere child's play to us. Why do you need me? After our retaliation for your race's aggression, the Althusian Council decided that our show of force was too great a response for such a feeble attack. After all, your missiles were but a minor annoyance to us, much like a fly would be to you. The Council decided that we should return your world to the way it was. So your plans for Earth are off? Oh no, certainly not. We still intend on becoming the masters of your people. There's only one change. We will do it with your help. My help? Precisely. You expect me to help you conquer my entire planet and enslave everyone on it? You will help us. You're out of your mind-reading minds. You are in advertising, are you not? I am? What's that got to do Such with- Such a concept is unique to your Earth. If we Althusians understand the term correctly, your business is to convince people what they should want, whether it truly is good or bad for them, correct? In a derogatory sense, yes. Then, beginning today, the Althusians are your client. Come again? You will, through whatever advertising means necessary, 
convince the people of Earth how good it would be for them to peacefully accept us as their masters. You've got to be kidding! Not at all. Even with all of our firepower, we wish to be benevolent. If one of your people must be killed, then there is one less servant available for an Althusian. How magnanimous of you. We would prefer to avoid bloodshed and not use our ship's weaponry again. But your ships are gone. They are exactly where they always were. We have simply made them invisible to human eyes and to the detecting devices of your scientists. Actually, in this bar, we are in the shadow of my ship. You can't really think that using advertising I'll be able to convince billions of people to willingly become your slaves. You will try. Why should I try? Because if you fail and we are met with aggression again, we will have no choice but to destroy the city and all its inhabitants permanently. You wouldn't. It only takes the push of a button. I've done it before. I will do it again if need be. What would your council say? They have decided that we should give your people the second chance. If you fail this time also, the council has voted to turn the matter over to me. I can't believe this. Such repeated death is unnecessary. If you fail to convince the people of Earth of our good intentions, and we are met with renewed aggression, the blood of all those people who could have led happy, productive lives as Althusian servants will be on your hands. No, 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 I'm imagining this. No, this... This can't be happening! I assure you that it is. Do not fail your world and its people. This is your final chance. If it were up to me, you would not be getting this reprieve. Thanks a lot. You have one week. A week? Seven of your days. Will that be a problem? It doesn't matter how much time you give me. A week, a year. It can't be done! Why is that? I won't be able to convince anyone to willingly enslave him or herself. It would be demeaning. Service to the Althusians will be honorable. It will bring meaning to the lives of you mere Earthlings. We mere Earthlings already think our lives have meaning, thank you. Why do you feel that you need to decide our future for us? We can decide our future on our own. The strong have always ruled over the weak. So should it be. It won't work, Mebla. My people won't accept servitude, and they will resist. Then the consequences are inevitable. One week, Mr. Wilson. I will find you. Mebla! Mebla, come back! Matt, quiet down! You're making a scene! Oh, you dropped your soup. I'll get you some more. Did you see it? See what? The Althusian. Mebla. It was here. Right here in the doorway. It just disappeared. If you say so. You must have seen it. I didn't see anything. You opened the door, screamed, and dropped the soup. That's all. Now, let me clean that up and get you some more. Forget the soup. Don't you understand? It was here! Mebla, over seven feet tall and in a long white robe. Everything I said was real! I know that for a fact now. It all really happened, and they're gonna do it all over again! Please, Matt, you're disturbing my customers. Is there a problem here, Sean? I think there might be, Kevin. Who are you? I'm Officer McGillicuddy. 
I'm going to ask you nicely to lower your voice and calm down. But you don't understand. Neither of you does. The aliens are going to come back. I've only got a week. They're going to kill everyone all over again. Who are these aliens, Sean? Illegal ones? Space ones. As something the poor boy has imagined. They're real. One of them was here only a moment ago. Sure, Matt. Sure. I've got to go. I've got lots to do and only a week to do it all in. <laughs> Not so fast, Mebak. First, you calm yourself down and stop being a public nuisance. You get your hands off me! Calm down, Matt, please. <sighs> That's it, sir. You're coming to the station with me. For what? Assaulting an officer of the law, drunk and disorderly. I'm not drunk. Uh, he's only had water here. <laughs> then plain disorderly. You're still coming with me. No! Stop! Sean! Help me! Tell him! T tell him about the aliens! Matt, my boy. You have the right to remain silent. Let go of me! No, stop! Let, let go of me! I will, as soon as we get to the police station. I don't have time for this. I need to talk with the mayor, the, the governor, the president. Sure you do. We'll call them from the station. I'm sure they'll all come right over. Anything you say can and will be used against Jenny and Nicole. Help, Sean. It's going to happen again. Sean, Sean, help! <sighs> I tried to help you, Matt. I really, really tried. Army one, please, Sean. Kevin, good to see you again. Oh, it's nice to have a day off, believe me. Here you go. Many thanks. Say, I heard some news about that friend of yours today. Yeah, what friend would that be? The guy I removed from the bar. The one who kept saying that the aliens were coming. Oh, you mean Matt. That was the name? It's been a few days, hasn't it? What's up with him? He's been remanded into the care of a psychiatrist. Ah, I'm glad to hear it. I think that might be what the boy needs. They said they're going to try to treat him where he is. If need be, they'll take him to a psychiatric hospital. Have you heard anything about how he's doing now? Some of my mates tell me that he barely sleeps. He keeps mumbling about how the aliens are coming back. And that only he can save the whole planet. Ah, oh, the poor man. He's not really a friend of yours, is he? No, he walked into the bar one lunchtime. He looked like he needed help, so I tried to help him. I guess I failed. Uh, at least you tried. Most people wouldn't even do that. <laughs> Thanks. My Nancy always tells me that I'm too nice to people. Can you be too nice to people? I don't know. She thinks so. She told me the other day that I'd give someone the shirt off my back during a blizzard. <laughs> She's right. I've known you a long time, and that is something you'd do. Is that so wrong? Who knows? It's probably something you can't change. You're too set in your ways. <laughs> You're right about that, Kevin. Uh, can you do me a favor? Anything. You know that. Uh, let me know how Matt's doing from time to time. I'll do that. I'm worried about him. He seems like too young of a guy to not be right in the head. 
provides any comfort, Matt Wilson won't be spending many more days trying to tell anyone who'll listen about the Althusian's return. We'll be back next time with another story. Special thanks to the voices of Steve Anderson as the narrator, Sam Haft as Matthew Wilson, Peter Catt as Sean Fitzgerald, Terry Cooper as Mebla, H. Keith Lyons as Mr. Marks, and Daniel Wise as Officer Kevin McGillicuddy. This Guy Walks Into a Bar was written by Mike Murphy. Music for the series was composed and performed by William Kripchinski. Please visit his website at www.pureshift.com. Your producer was Katie Daynert. Assistant producer, Mike Murphy. Mixer, Tassos Kostopoulos. Script editor, Arlene Osborne. Webmaster, April Sadowski. And art director, Alexa Chipman. We would also like to thank Captain John Tattersack of Misfits Audio for airing this show. Mike Murphy, the author of this story, gratefully acknowledges the continued help of Arlene Osborne in the betterment of his scripts. This production is for enjoyment purposes only. I'm your narrator, Steve Anderson. This is an original production by Misfits Audio, copyright 2011.